Hello, everyone. Mike Gandolfo here from the Horse Racing Happy Hour, and Louis Rabot has been doing an awesome job this week interviewing John Sherba about the Los Angeles horses and Tim Wilkin about the New York horses coming to the Breeders' Cup. I am now going to jump in the Breeders' Cup preview pool and talk to my new friend from Glasgow, Scotland, James Welsh. You can follow James on Twitter at jwracing.com, and dot is spelled out, D-O-T. James is a wealth of knowledge. He has been a professional handicapper for over 25 years, and what makes him unique is he understands the European horses, but he also really plays the American ponies as well, so he can see how the two kind of fit together, and he has some great insights in this interview. I hope you really enjoy it. I also hope that you tune in to ESPN Louisville this weekend for the Breeders' Cup coverage, 10 to noon, both Friday and Saturday. You can find us on 680 here locally in Louisville, or stream us on iHeart. You can also stream us straight from ESPNLouisville.com's website. We'll see you at the races. All right, welcome back to the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Mike Gandolfo here, and I have got a very special guest all the way from Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, if nothing else, you're going to get educated about the European horses, and you're going to enjoy hearing his accent, although he's probably making fun of my accent. I can only imagine <laughs> the Kentucky accent and the Glasgow accent coming together. You know, someone who's listening in in Asia, their head's probably getting ready to explode, but that's okay. You know, we'll get through it. It's going to be good stuff. Uh, James Welsh, who has been a professional handicapper for over 25 years, uh, in the Breeders' Cup, you love the Breeders' Cup, is what I'm picking up from our conversation, James, uh, because you love American racing and you love UK racing. Yeah. As I said, I've, I've been coming over to the Breeders' Cup now for, for the last five or six years. Um, I'm so disappointed I can't be there this year. We obviously the lockdown. Um, I've been going UK racing for over 25, 26 years. Uh, as I said to you, first experience, you know, on a track, one of the first experience in a UK race track was watching De Dure, winning the breaking the track record at York and the Dunthorpe Stakes. And then I bet that anti-post for the Breeders' Cup sprint. Unfortunately, it jumped the flag in the shadows a few, few, few yards from the winning post. I would have pulled off a nice big gamble then. And from there, basically, I was hooked on American racing. And over the last few years, now we've been allowed to play into the pools. I can also take fixed price here. Um, I think it's a, it's a great betting opportunity, and uh, I, I love watching it. And uh, you've got some uh, pretty impressive Twitter followers, and I know you like to get on there a little bit. So who, if, you, if they want to follow you on Twitter, what's your Twitter handle? Yeah, basically, it was when I first started Twitter, um, it was probably, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. And my website was jwracing.com when I was running the, the UK service. And uh, so basically, it's at jwracing.com. All right, there it is. Get, you can follow me on Twitter, and hopefully, I can share the free advice and tips and knowledge. I'm quite happy to share that. As I said, it's a, it's a battle against the bookies, and I'm more than willing to, more than happy to share any information I have. All right, so as the uh, – we do have a large – we have, like I told you before, we have listeners from five different continents, and last time I counted it was – I can't remember how many countries it is, but it's 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 a pretty big reach. But, you know, the most of our listeners are here in the United States, um, and they look at the European horses who come over, and lots of times, I mean, a common strategy is like, hey, I'm just going to bet the European horses in the turf races. I think that's a common yeah. strategy. Or I'm just going to, I'm just going to bet whoever Aiden O'Brien puts in the uh, in the race, yeah. especially if, if Moore's on top on on the mount. So, uh, yeah. what typically what is a good rule of thumb for Americans? Because we look at the the yeah. PPs for these, and you know, we might as well just be reading French, <laughs> right? So, what what is a good uh, kind of just general rules of thumb? 
for American handicappers looking at these European entries into the Breeders' Cup? Yeah. So, so one one of the big things you you, you mentioned there, people follow uh, trainers and jockeys' names, and you know Brian. Yes, he is the most winning most winning most. European trainer at the Breeders' Cup. But if you look at his strike rate, it's only about 6 or 7%. So in a lot of ways, I find, and the reason it's 6 or 7% is the ones that have actually won have been outclassed their opposition, I would say, um, been so easy, winners on turf, etc. I don't think he targets the Breeders' Cup. He targets the big the big festivals, the classics in the UK, uh, the Pre-Lat, the Triumph meeting. That's what Aidan O'Brien targets. He doesn't really target the Breeders' Cup. He sends massive amount of horses over. It's almost like throwing darts. So I'm against Aidan O'Brien at the Breeders' Cup. Um, I'm also against Ian Moore as a jockey. Um, I've been at the Breeders' Cup. I've been at American Racing a few times. And I think he's always, to me, gate speed is crucial. And Ryan Moore doesn't get horses out of the gate quick enough, in my opinion. So... He does. He's got a great record in Japan and various other countries, but I don't think he rides the American tracks and American racing belt. So at this meeting, yes, O'Brien might have a horse that will outclass other horses, but on the whole, I'm against Aidan O'Brien. You want to look at somebody like John Gosden, who will not send over as many runners, but John, he trained you know, in America. He started out his career in America. He knows what it takes to win there. It also targets horses at the meeting. So somebody like John Gosden and, and latterly Charlie Apple, who's not actually sending over runners this year, but people like that who actually target the racing, that's what you've got to. So they don't, it's not talking about sending horses over on mass. Another big thing for, for our horses, um, it can improve enormously on Lasix. We don't allow Lasix in Europe. So there's no drugs in Europe at all. Going over to America, this year, the two-year-olds won't be allowed it. So the Friday, when we talk about that, only the two-year-olds will have LASIK. So in a sense, we don't really need to know um, how much they're going to improve. They'll probably run more or less the same races. Whereas, you know, the three, four-year-olds who have maybe maybe went off the boil a wee bit um, and now they're getting a bit of LASIK might help them. So it's not always the European favourite you go with, the best form you've actually got to think about what one is going to improve probably for first-time Lasix as well. So I think that's a significant factor. All right. That's, the most important thing. Yep. That's some great uh, some great tips right there. Hey, uh, you know, yep. we were a little worried, actually, that with the current situation with the coronavirus that we might not get as many European shippers. But yep. there's actually a pretty good amount. I mean, are you surprised think, by I that? I think it's about, it's about 30, yes. I think I've got about 30 on the list. So, yeah, it's been, it's been quite a lot. The one thing to be wary of as well, the weather over here, and it's not uncommon this autumn, um, has been very soft. So a lot of the fancy horses as well have done their winning on soft, soft, soggy surfaces. Um, the, recent, the recent improvement in the weather in Keeneland uh, and the forecast, with the, 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 go, the going, although it's not going to be extreme fast, um, it's certainly going to be a lot quicker than what all these horses have been running on and winning on or showing their best form on recently. So this is another factor as well. Um, the, the best Euros, the ones that are favoured, have done their winning on a lot softer turf. The ones that are a bit more outsiders, they are long shots, as you call them, will prefer firmer ground. So that's certainly something to take into consideration as well. The, the courses that certainly long shop, um, with, you know, York big meeting, various meetings in Ireland, it's all been on the last two, three months, all been on very soft ground. So I would more or less, I wouldn't say discount it, You'd be very wary of, oh, it's good they've got recent form, but um, it's certainly going to be different conditions. Awesome. 
Uh, all right, so let's let's get into it. Let's get into the uh, the first race of the of, of the Breeders' Cup is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint, five and a half yep. furlongs, and uh, we got a, we got three European entries here. Who out of the three, who do you like the most? I don't, to be honest with you, I think this is probably the weakest race for Europeans. I can't see any of them in the board here at all. Um, th th there is absolutely no no real confidence behind any of them. Um, Quite interestingly, uh, number one, Mighty Gurkha, uh, Holly Doyle, who, who's a female jog. She's rode over 100 winners just this year. Very interesting. The trainer as well, Archie Watson. Um, that's shown a bit of speed. Um, the blinkers on it. That could run above its odds. Um, obviously, Aidan O'Brien horse in the race. Not really shown much form. I can't really fancy that too much. And uh, the other one, number six. Cadillac. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a sort of speedy type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong race, yeah. I believe yeah. it. Yeah, the yeah the Irish horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that Lip Lipizanza, um, Ryan Moore, number three. Um, that, I, once again, the form form's pretty weak for that. So no, I think the American horses, Golden Pal, come over to Royal Ascot, finished second, and really well. Um, you know, obviously Wesley Ward gets them, gets them quick horses. Dimer, I really think they they'll struggle to keep up with the, the pace of the American horses here. I I wouldn't even recommend. Name on your sort of exotic, exotic bets. Um, this race. Okay, uh, so then we'll move on to yeah. the the seventh, which is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Um, yeah. Now we do have, I think, a real <laughs> shot here, right, with Cadillac. We really have, yeah. really lo lots of lots of entries here, lots of improving horses once again. Um, some of some have shown good form midsummer. Some have shown forms a bit in autumn and softer ground. But if we're one potential two-year-old is a star um, in Europe this year, potentially, could be number nine, Battleground. Um, although it is for Aidan O'Brien and Ryan Moore, and I did say, um, you know, he doesn't really target this meet. And he wouldn't have targeted this meet with this horse, possibly, because it's missed a two previous engagement. One, I think it was a blood count, and then in, um, it missed its other race um, due to the soft ground. Um, the horse is working better. Um, got his ground. This horse is actually Antipo's favourite for the 2000 Guineas next year, which is the first classic of the UK season um, in May 2021. And that race, although the Derby is probably the most prestigious one, because that's over a mile for three-year-olds, the actual the value of that horse that wins that race now is probably that the pre the Triumph. That the 2000 Guineas has become such a crucial race to win. Um, it's amazing that he's sending this horse over here. Um, it's six to one in the morning line. It's four to one in the UK. I think if you get six to one that horse, that potentially um, you, you could be in, in a few months' time. You're going, what? I get six to one about this horse. It could be, be probably just... should have been maybe maybe two to one or whatever. So that to me looks like proper genuine one horse. Um, and if all's been well, it's been off the track as I said for seventy six days. There was valid excuses for it. So I think it's six to one. Battleground would be. Decent, bit. I think that should run really well. The other horses in the race, um, all get decent form, they're all quite good. The French horse number 12, Go Athletic, um, quite fancy that to run and run as well. So that might be one you would want to use potentially underneath. And the other one underneath, maybe number two, a uh, new mandate, Frankie de Tori. He knows how to ride that track. So, um, so there's some really, really good. I would expect a, a strong showing here from the European horses. 
battle ground a potential superstar so what is um, what about you know cadillac has got a short six to one price as well anything on yeah, cadillac at all chance jesse harrington yeah i like it it's good as well potentially might like a wee bit softer ground um it's forum it's, it's strong form i just feel you need a, a horse with a bit you know a bit more kickiness you know a bit more speed and um I can see it running well. Once again, yeah, I wouldn't put anybody off if you were using it, your exotics and you were doing trifectas or whatever. I can see it, um, certainly from a from a British perspective, because we can get it fixed odds, we, we always try and find the winner of the race and then look at the exotics. And that's the sort of the strategies I, I always try and do. Um, I always try and bet the UK odds tr uh, fixed price and then I'll play the uh, exotics in America's uh, the exactors and trifectas and pick threes, etc. So I'll certainly in this race I'll be going a win bet on battleground and I'll be using sort of like say go athletic and new mandate as my um for my exactors and trifectas. Well so as an American I'm I love the six horse Mutasabek. Um Mutasabek, I don't know. We've all been kind yeah. of trying to figure out how to say it. Um, so, but I'm, I'm really high on that six horse, but I love this race in particular yeah. just because I think there's going to be some major money to be made in this race. Uh, I I'm, think so. Yeah. The, the one I was going to include, the American horse I was going to include was uh, Chad's horse number four, Flick Sector. Yes. I think that, yep. that, that was the one I was also going to include. If I was doing sort of effectors. Well, I'll be going with probably that one. I quite liked. You can't go wrong with Chad and Irad on the turf. So yeah, that's actually that sounds a good combination. Yeah, <laughs> they do pretty. They do <laughs> but, all right. But that's the thing. Everybody knows that, so you're sort of trying to go against it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. So then, uh, well, the last turf race of the day on Friday, the the Future Star Friday, is the Breeders' yep. Cup Juvenile Philly Turf, uh, the one yep. mile race. We got a couple entries in this one as well. Uh, who are the Europeans that stand out to you here? Yeah. Once again, I, th I think this is probably a, a weak entry. Um, the one that, the one that's quite interesting, if I was going for anything, would be probably the number two. I'm a wee bit concerned about the draw because I know it's quite a tight track and it might just be a wee bit boxed in and not have a, a good trip round there. M Miss Orlette would definitely enjoy being stepped up for a mile, um, a sharp mile. So I could see that running well in your... Ex I would put that in my exotics. Um, but I think the Americans will be too quick, you know. Number four, O'Malley. I like quite like number nine as well. So, so there's some real good. I think the Americans have got this one. I, I really do. I think there's some real good quality American turf horses sounds, here that have shown a lot of speed. Sounds um, like the Ryder so, Cup. Just like yeah, you know, America's got it. I'm just messing. I with think you. America's got that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's let's go on to Saturday then. Yeah. All right. Let me pull my notes out real quick. All right, so yep. the uh, the the fifth race is on the turf, the Breeders' Cup Turf yep. Sprint, um, and I, we have the the Glass Slippers in this race. We actually yep. is Glass Slippers. Uh, we got an also eligible too. So Glass Slippers is the only runner that's in the race as of right now, um, and we love here in the show. We love we love Leanster. We also love the the price of of eight to one on Alexandra. Uh, yep. Can Glass Slippers up, upset the apple cart here? I can't see it as a win candidate, but I wouldn't discount it from your underneath your sort of exotic bets again. Um, it won Europe's most prestigious sprint is the Prix de l'Abbey over in France in, in Arpday. It won that last year, but that's a straight course. Um, this is a very different around the bend. There's going to be a big, big difference for it. It is one of the best sprints in Europe. It's a filly. Phillies, you know, I, I always quite like fillies in the autumn, so... Um, so it's a speedy horse, 
Um, it's only six to one in the UK market. Oh, it's twelve to one here. Yeah, twelve yeah. to one morning line. So I think it could be discounted. So I would say if you're playing your, just say I don't think about one candidate. No, I would certainly be including that underneath in your exotic bets. I think that could quite easily. It's a genuine Group One horse. It's a speedy horse. So. I would certainly give it some consideration for your exotic bets. Awesome. Uh, the seventh race is the Breeders' Cup Phillies and Mirror Turf, and we've got four European entries in this one. Yeah. Uh, who, actually, go uh, ahead. Uh, yeah. Who's your horse? Yeah, I, I like I like this race a lot. Um, the shortest price European horse is the outside, the, the horse drawn in 14, Cyan Pepper, uh, trained you know, Harrington. Now, it's a decent form. Um, I actually think it might be suited a wee bit further. 14 draw, I think that's way out in the car park. So that, I'm against that. Interestingly, I think the two other European forms, as you probably say in America, they've been a wee bit dirtied up because um, both is full number three and number seven, Trailer Bill, um, do like it a lot quicker. Going to get those conditions. They're both going to get Lasix for the first time. Um, and the odds on them are, you know, what is it? America, I think they're about 12 to 1 useful and 20 to 1 Parabellum. Um, they're a bit, a bit shorter here in the UK, but still still decent prices as well. I definitely think both of them outrun their odds. And I will be in both of I will be in both of them. It really depends what, what the market is. Um you know, close to the off, but I'll be looking to actually play both of them. I think both will, one, one of them will go very, very close. I think, I think Lasix for the first time, drying ground. Yeah, I think, I, I think we've got actually two decent chances in that race with the, the unfavorable Euro. And that's an angle. As I said, Cyan Pepper might be the shortest price Euro. I think they're, they're negative. There's also James Fanshawe sending one over number 11. Um, Bracken trainer, that's his first ever runner at the Breeders' Cup. That's significant because this guy is a shrewd trainer and knows he's never sent one over to the Breeders' Cup. Again, it's a bit of a wide draw, um, but that could run well. Um, he's a good trainer. As I said, being seven, I think big prices, 12s and 20s, I will definitely be playing them. And you never know, he might actually be bigger prices than that you know, on the on the tote board. So, I would definitely. Be, I'm, I, I'd be very hopeful one of them could actually go and win this race. Good deal. Uh, we'll move to the ninth race now. Is the Breeders' Cup Mile? Breeders' Cup Mile. I love how they just you know they call it the Dirt yeah. Mile, and then the the Turf one's just the Mile, which obviously yeah. that's usually the the opposite, right? So this is a really <laughs> competitive race here too. I mean, and we got we have loads of European entries in this race. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be excited to see the the one and the two. Um, who do yeah. you like in this? No, you're you're right. I think that this is a very strong European entry. Um, I know in America, I was at, at the, as I said, I was at Santa Anita last year, and, and uni was was awesome. Yeah, I've seen it quickening quickening by me. Um, but I just don't think that's been the same same type of form. So I'm I'm not. Although it, it looks a strong challenge by the, the Americans, Raging Bulls got some decent form as well. Um, but I said I don't think that's one in about two years. So I think this is. So, but this will be a European victory. I think this one will be a European victory. Not as again, not the European that um, most people will go for. Um, I know 
Menko, as I said, we talked about Battleground earlier, won in the 2000 Guineas. 2000 Guineas is the first first classic of the, of the year over here in Europe. Kamenko won it well. It's a long year. So you get a horse to, you know, as I said to you, try and get him to peak for that, for that race and to then get your horse to, to reproduce his best form, you know, in early November. I think it's been a long year for Kamenko. Certainly as a genuine um, one performer, um, Ocean Murphy, jumping jockey over here. So yeah, I wouldn't discount anybody. Six to one is about four to one over here. I just feel that, that there is a couple of other ones there that are a bit better value. Circus Maximus, you know what you're going to get. He, he's had a few bit dirtied up again. He's been running a bit soft ground. This this is a genuine miler on fast ground. So Circus Maximus, yeah, doubt fair as I say to you. I think Ryan Moore, gate speed. I've got a feeling he might just get into a wee bit further behind and hit a wee bit too much trouble in running. Um, Safe Voyage is interesting and One Master, both good horses as well. One Master, um, it's won the same great group one race in France, three years running, over seven furlongs. Both to me, seven furlong horses, which you would probably call a sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, Mile just might be a wee bit too far for them because, um, you know, as I said, although it is a sharper track, it is still a mile. It's, a, it's still tough to get a mile um, one I like uh, would be number four, Siskin. It's currently 15 to 1 in the, 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 the morning line and 12 to 1 here in the UK. Um, this horse is a classic winner in Irish 2000 guineas. Um, we'll get a good trip. It's a lovely stall in stall four. Um, it was, it's a sort of stalker, so basically it'll, it'll probably sit in mid-pack from four and get produced nice and late. Um, only negative against it, I would say, is not getting Lasix for whatever reason. They've not put Lasix on it, which is fair play to them for not doing it. Um, I said I would be actually, if, the, if Lasix was on that and that horse was 15 to 1, I would probably say that's as good a bet as you would get the whole, whole two days. Um, but I think that could run really well. Siskin, yeah. All right. So I think that'll be a Euro one. Yeah. That, that's the one then, Siskin, huh? All right. Yeah, for me, I think so. Yeah. Well, we're gonna move on to the uh, to the the star of the show, I guess the the bricks and mortar yeah. Invitational with no bricks and mortar this year in the eleventh. Uh, it is the Breeders' Cup Turf. Um, I most Americans here, if they're looking to single, a, a one, you know, if they're trying to do a, a pick six or something, a lot of them are looking to single this race with Magical. Yeah. Um, do you think that that's as much of a slam dunk as any of the European horse entries that we have? Yeah, ma- ma- magical is a fantastic. It's a super. She is a superstar. I mean, she's lost four times to Enable, but Enable was one of the best Ever. best horses we've produced. <laughs> so, so, so the four times she's lost to her, don't hold that against her. I think she's competed in the last sixteen or seventeen races. Have all been a grade one, grade one level. Um, she's astonishing. I would say she put up the best performance of any horse in Europe this year. She won the Irish Champion Stakes to beat Gwyneth. Uh, Gwyneth was a, an absolute monster, and she eyeballed this horse from the word go. And if he'd if he'd got the lead, it, he'd won all his races. He bullied horses all year. He'd won three or four races, been unable, beating all these other horses easily because he's an uncontested lead, and nobody could get near him. She eyeballed him for the whole race, and then saw him off, and then held off all the other challengers. It was an extraordinary performance. I would say it's the most say display she's got everything speed courage um she'll go in the ground um 
you know, she, I would say she, she would almost say she was proof in a sense, or you would say you would want to single her bank on her. But you know, she said she'd lost her race after that, and she said two and that that race on Champions Day um, was in soft, really soft, heavy ground, um, and that's what I think. I don't think she's the ideal. Pep. She's the, but she is. She's a tough, tough horse. Um, for that, there there is doubts on her. I, I I definitely look to go for one or two against her. I definitely wouldn't go for the stable mate. Um, obviously, uh, Aiden, you know, uh, Aiden O'Brien's stable mate Mogul. Um, this is a you, this this will probably be the best looking horse you'll see all weekend. This is an absolutely stunning uh, animal. Um, it's four to one here, four to one the, the US. If that drifts up a bit because all the money's coming for magical. It could be interesting. It'll be held up, um, and it probably will, as you know, turf racing is all about having that finishing kick. And I've learned to how to use this horse's finishing kick. So yes, it's had some in and out form, but I think they've actually just not been riding it the best of its ability. So I think Mogul, Aidan O'Brien's other, do not discount that. That is a nice horse. And the other one as well, as I was touched upon earlier, um, John Goyson loves a winner at a meeting, Frankie De Tory as well. And number six, Lord North. That one, um, one of the, the, the best races at Royal Ascot, the Prince of Wales Stakes, one of the best races in Europe you get all year. Um, it's over a one mile, two furlongs, 10, ten furlong race. Um, going out to the mile and a half, yeah, the sharp, sharp mile and a half, might favourite. If it was a mile two, I would definitely think Lord North would, would go pretty close. The mile and a half might stretch his stamina, but it would be definitely if you're using it, using them underneath, I would certainly that would be certainly something that could definitely I would think eight to one, that's not a long shot. I I, I would think that could definitely outrun those odds. That'll that'll go a lot closer. Um a lot of people like the Irish horse number three, uh Taranawa. Um, it's actually six to one in the morning. It's only three, amazingly, it's only three to one here in the UK. Um, that odds is that's too short. Six to one would be a, a fair price. It's done its winning on mostly soft, heavy ground, um, and it's not faced anything of the class of Magical or Lord North. So I would, I would go against. I would be against Tar- Taranawa. Um, as you say, Magical most likely winner. All's well, and it's it's not. Um, went over the top, I would say yes. If Lord North could be held up, come with a late run, Mogul as well, I think so. US challengers have been watching the American Turf race, and I don't think, maybe United, I think it ran second last year in the race, done okay, see that maybe hitting the board, but um, the rest of them, don't fancy no. Magical should be a, a class apart, but because of the hard year, definitely I wouldn't, wouldn't go all in in your pick sixes, or pick fives, or pick fours, I would consider using one of the other euros with it as well. Uh, it's pretty interesting to me too, and I and I want to I want to ask you about this point in particular because this is a major difference for me. I mean, you got uh, Magical, you got Lord North, who have had several races where they've carried over 130 pounds. Magical had a race where she carried 138 pounds. So yeah, you obviously, I mean, she's only going to be have, she's going to have 123. So yeah. when you take that much weight off, I mean, I, I think of like when we're if we're in training or whatever else, and you're and you're yeah. running with a weight jacket, and then you shed that weight jacket. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be a huge advantage too, right? 
No, no, they, they say, wait, 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 we'll stop trains, yeah. But obviously, they're, they're, they're huge, big animals, so a lot of them are built to carry carry that sort of weight. So, yeah, but it's is certainly a lot lighter than what she's, what she's been carrying, so that that's fine. I, I think the, the class, I mean, she definitely is probably the, the out with the, the Beers Cup Classic, you know, she is the, the class horse, I would say, of the, of the meeting. You know, she is an absolute superstar. She's she certainly... Um, so you'll be there, get a chance to see her. She is um, she's a fantastic horse, and, and I hope she does win it. I think she deserves it. She definitely the career she's had. Um, if you take if you if you took away Enable, those four races she lost to Enable and won those four races, you'd be talking about a winning, you know, in the same terms as Enable. She is she's that good. Well, yes. She really is that good. Right, absolutely. All right, man. Uh, anything else? Any parting thoughts about Breeders' Cup? We've gone almost a half hour. So I really appreciate the time, but do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, well, basically for, for myself, I said we, we, we're, we're blessed in, in the UK. We, we can do a bit of both. We can bet, you know, fixed price here in the UK. We can also play into American pools. We've also got exchange betting. Um, like yourself, you're looking at pick sixes and you're trying to, you know, you're trying, this is the one year, the, the guaranteed pools, you definitely want to have a go at the, the pick fours, the pick fives, the pick six, and try and go a bit deep and try and get a win. For me, I would certainly, um, as a keen follower of American racing, and certainly I love Californian racing, but out there quite a lot, um, I just get a feeling, I don't know about you, um, I don't think the, the, the Californian Santa Anita form is as strong this year. To me, the races have come up a bit light. The runners, you know, there's not been too many runners in the races, Efforts, um, you know, a bit controversial. The things that have been going on there. So, on a whole, is a betting angle. I think I might, and the weather as well. Horses arriving from, you know, Southern California into into Keeneland, a bit colder weather. You know, I think as a general thing, I think I'd be against the probably Californian and the Santa Anita form. Um, particular horses like maybe Gamine and Mrs. Noor, who are strongly fancied. And Baffer's got a few in the classic. I don't know about you, but you know, the impression I get, I, I would be against those horses. I would try and leave them out. I don't, I don't know what you think I'm, about that. I don't know who paid you to have that comment because I saw Gamine's morning line odd, and I was like, that race is way too talented for any horse to be yeah. seven to five, eight to five, yeah. uh, whatever she is. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. And I'm I'm against the, I'm off the gamine thing whatsoever. I do feel like you know I throw the Oaks out, the Kentucky Oaks out in hers because I think she is a one turn horse. I do not think she's a two turn horse. Um, yeah. And I think she's going to have to have a huge day in order to uh, beat that field. Um, yeah. Princess Nor, I I'm I don't know if I agree with that or not. I think she can be beaten. I think, but I I do think that you are correct in assessing that the California um, contingent is not as strong as it has been in the past and yeah. uh, they're very vulnerable this year um without doubt i do know from a weather standpoint our weather is going to feel a whole lot more like southern california this time of year than it is going to feel like kentucky weather yeah. we're going to be in the 70s it's going to be low yeah. humidity um so and they all shipped i think they all arrived yesterday um, so they're going to have time to get acclimated and um uh you know i think uh i, I think I think Baffert feels very strong about the horses he's bringing over from all accounts that I've heard. Um, he feels like he's got real contenders. Um, but I'm, I'm, I tend to agree with you. I'm probably betting against the Californians. I think the New York contingent is much stronger than the California contingent, but I think you're going to see 
you know, the horses that have been training here locally in Kentucky probably have a really big day. Yeah. I don't think we're both in agreement now. Yeah. Well, James, this has been awesome. Uh, I hope we get to do it again. I appreciate this all came out because you followed me on Twitter and I followed you back and then yeah. I kind of looked at your credentials and I was like, man, this would be a great guy to add some value to the show. So I appreciate you coming on. And again, on Twitter, he is at jwracing dot dot is spelled out D O T com. Um, so that is where you can find him and, uh, you know, and, and then you want to talk a little bit about your uh, your racing club? Yeah, well, that, that, that was one of the things I just started. It's basically in the UK. I, I started, um, had, uh, as I said, jwracing.com was yep. my, my, I used to have a subscription service. But unfortunately here in, in the UK, if you beat the bookie and start winning, they actually start closing your start to closing your accounts down. So um, it's very difficult unless you play the exchanges now to actually become a, a professional punter here professional better in the UK, you've got to really play the exchanges. Um, the total, any big bets the total actually kills the odds. So um, so the exchanges, you've got to just focus on the exchanges rather than fixed odds. As I say, that's why you know, you know three years ago, uh, we started the, the USA Racing Club here. Um, great to get people more involved in US racing. Obviously, they didn't, didn't really know much about US racing and hopefully with my advice, um, we've shown um, over, over the Three years for 150, 1,500 points, hopefully proofed off it. Um, so basically, if you'd staked um, 100 pounds or 100 dollars per recommended point, you'd now be sitting uh, with 150 thousand dollars or 150 thousand pounds tax free. So yeah, so we're so we're doing well, and as I said, hopefully it enhances people's enjoyment of um, racing. And I think that's basically what I'm trying to do. You also all, all you're trying to do is to say I've been doing it for 20 odd years. I'm quite happy to share my knowledge and expertise with the guys. Awesome. And anybody, no problem. Well, I think, and I'm, I'm looking forward to you uh, being able to travel back to the Breeders' Cup so we can share a pint. Does that sound good? Yeah, oh, I'd so look forward to it. And we're back in Delmar next year as well, back in California, and then Keeneland the following year. So, yes, I will look forward to that very much so much. Well, I'm definitely, because I'm, I'm no stranger to Delmar, so I'm, 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 that trip could definitely happen for us as well too. So, yeah. all right, well, we'll see you. We'll catch up and uh, thank you very yeah. much, James, for the time. Anytime. Who needs an excuse for day drinking? I do. We, do. we had such a great time at the Kentucky Derby that ESPN Louisville has brought us back for the Breeders' Cup. Join Mike Gandolfo, Louis Rebeau, and most importantly, Megan Devine on ESPN 680. 105.7. Anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. We'll be live from Keeneland both days from 10 to 12. So be sure to join us for our normal handicapping, banter, and drinking. It's what the horse racing happy hour is all about. Join us on ESPN 680, 105.7, or on the iHeart stream both days, Friday and Saturday, 10 to 12, live from Keeneland on the horse racing happy hour.